0: Hello, hello, hello to my favorite people, and welcome or welcome back to the Unfreeze podcast with me, your host Zoe, coming to you from Singapore. We are back after last weekend's trip to Vietnam. If you are new around here, a special welcome. This is a podcast where we talk about self awareness, getting to know yourself, life in your 20s, and basically just everything in between. And today, we are focusing on the topic of relationships and it sounds like a broad topic, probably because it is, but we're going to get into some pretty specific things. We're going to talk about romantic relationships in your 20s, dating, being single, comparison, jealousy and all that fun stuff. We're also going to talk about changing family dynamics and feeling like a kid whilst also stepping into independence and then we're also going to talk about friendships and how honestly friendships in your 20s are more complicated than people make out but they're also magical. So we're going to get into all of that. I'm going to talk about these things from the perspective of a girl in her 20s, i.e. me, myself and I because that is the stage of life I am at and a lot of people can relate to being in their 20s because most of the listeners are in their 20s but before we get into all that fun it is time for some random Zoe updates. So my first update is a public service announcement and side note I only recently learned that PSA stands for public service announcement. I don't really know what I thought it stood for but not that. Anyway the PSA the public service announcement is that long distance relationships are hard especially when the said long-distance relationship is between Los Angeles and Singapore, which, try as hard as you might, literally could not get further apart. For background, for anyone new, for anyone who hasn't been listening in previous episodes, my boyfriend lives in LA, he was in Singapore for the last two weeks, and it was just so nice having him here. And honestly, just having someone to come home to after work, and to get coffee with, and to just... Do life with so he left on Thursday and that's very sad but I will say I'm just trying to focus on the positives I'm letting myself feel the feels feel the sadness but also lean into the fact that I am a strong independent woman and there are so many good things in my life so many things I am grateful for which I'm not gonna overlook just because he's gone back to LA so I'm currently in a vibe of really focusing on me I'm so overtired at the moment that I am going to catch up on sleep over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to do lots of reading, essential oils, candles, meditation, coffee dates, basically all the things that I know make me feel like Zoe. Zoe Tara Carton, actually, that is my full name. But it was funny when James, my boyfriend, was here. I call him James, my boyfriend instead of James, or I call him James M, which his last name starts with M because my brother's also called James. So I have to distinguish between the two. So when James, my boyfriend was here, he was saying that he thinks I have got more unhinged since I moved here, which I'm not sure I agree with. I think I've always been unhinged because we're all unhinged. We just kind of pretend not to be. But we were going out for dinner And you know when you book a restaurant and then you get those really passive aggressive emails from the restaurant being like, please arrive on time. And if you're 15 minutes late, we will charge you so much. You'll probably have to take out a mortgage on the house you don't even own. So I got one of those emails and I didn't want to be late. But shock horror, lo and behold, we were running late. And everyone always says to me, oh, it's so good how chilled out your boyfriend is. And whilst I agree that it's lovely to have a chilled out boyfriend, sometimes I have to stress for two because I have to stress for myself. And then I have to stress at the fact that he doesn't stress at things which should objectively be stressful. So at this point, I'm stressing for two. We're running late for dinner. I tried to order a cab. It was taking nine minutes. So I was like, okay, we'll take the bus. So we're walking to the bus stop and then we get to a crossroad. And I noticed that the bus we need to get on is next to us at the crossroad, but the bus stop is probably 100 meters ahead of us. So I was like, okay, no problem. I'll just tell the driver to wait for us. So I knocked on the driver's window. And to be fair, he was a bit taken aback that I was knocking on the bus whilst the bus was parked at a red light. So I'm knocking on the driver's window. Obviously, he couldn't put it down because it was a bus. And I don't think you can put bus windows down here. So I was like, again, no problem. I'll just mime to him that he has to wait for us at the bus stop. Some might say I was playing a game of charades with him. But it was a game for one, and he didn't exactly know we were playing. So I tried to act out the fact that he had to wait for us at the bus stop. I thought he understood. James said he clearly did not. But anyway, we didn't make the bus because the red man on the crosswalk was red for about six hours. And here, people don't cross the road when it's a red man. So that was one situation where James was like, Oh my God, you are unhinged. And then there was another situation on the plane back from Vietnam where I was sitting in the window seat. James was sitting in the middle and then next to him was this guy who had two phones and about five SIM cards, which in retrospect is kind of suspicious. But anyways, he was basically trying to transfer SIM cards between these phones. So he asked if either one of us had that little thing you get in iPhone boxes, which allows you to open up the compartment where your SIM card goes in. It's like a needle, but it's not a needle. And this question in itself made me laugh because I was thinking as if I'm gonna be like, oh yes, one of the things I pack in my limited Carry on luggage to any given flight. It's a small, tiny little thing you get in an iPhone box, which allows you to open up the compartment and access your SIM card. In fact, it's actually in my back pocket as we speak. Anyways, I didn't vocalize this thought. I was just kind of like, give a girl a problem, I will find a solution. So I leant over across James, grabs his phones, and basically took out my earring and used the back of my earring to poke a hole in the SIM card department and get the SIM card out did a switcheroo, switched up the SIM cards and handed them back. We're all sorted. We're done. And to be fair, like the bus driver, he was also in shock. And James was a bit like, um... And then it was only then I realised that I had just gone ahead and grabbed the phones to do this procedure. And to James being like, you are unhinged. Apologies to everyone for this radical tangent I've just gone on. But you guys seem to love my aeroplane stories. There's always something to report back on When I go on a plane, my plane chronicles are ridiculous. So, there's your latest installment. We're now going to get into the episode about relationships because you didn't really sign up for what I just gave you, which was stories about me apparently being unhinged, even though, as I say, I really don't think I am unhinged. I actually think I'm very well behaved. You might know this about me, you might not, but I hate breaking rules. I really don't like breaking rules. It gives me so much anxiety. So I don't really break rules and therefore I don't think I'm unhinged. But anyway, that's just my philosophy on myself. Before we get into this episode, a reminder that if you do enjoy this podcast, please do rate it. If you have thoughts, questions, queries, ideas, it is at wonderfullyzoe on Instagram or TikTok. And my website is www.unfreezpod.com. We're gonna get this party started by talking about romantic relationships. And this is gonna be applicable for everyone, whether you are single, dating, in a relationship, married, divorced, literally, whatever. So I feel like 20s, life in your 20s is interesting Because everyone is at such different stages when it comes to romantic relationships. Some people are literally getting married and having kids and quote unquote settling down. Some people are in the mindset where they're like the 20s are for dating and going out and not getting into anything serious. And then some people are just wanting to be by themselves to figure out who they are to do a bit of soul searching. And then there are people who want to be in a relationship but are not because they haven't found the right person. So basically, it's all over the shop. And I think it can be so easy to ask yourself whether you're doing things, quote unquote, right. So if you are having fun dating, you might be asking yourself, should I be looking for something more serious? Is that what I'm supposed to do? Like, am I getting to that age? Or if you're in a serious relationship, maybe you're thinking. Do I want to spend time alone before I commit to being with someone supposedly forever? I also think there's so much comparison which goes on at this age in terms of relationships and so many other things. But if you're single and all your friends are in a relationship, you might find yourself comparing and you might even be kind of jealous or resentful. And equally, you might be in a relationship but feel really left out because all your friends are in there single era and going out loads and whatever. So there are a few things I want to say. The first thing is that, according to me, there is no quote-unquote right. I really don't agree with people who say you should do X in your 20s when it comes to relationships because I think it so depends on who you are Where you are at in your life, who is even in your life, and what you want. So, what's right for one person is going to look so totally different to what's right for another person. If you have found the love of your life, then why would you listen to someone online who says that the 20s are the best time to be single? And equally, if you love being independent and you're in your single girl or your single guy or your single person era, Why would you listen to someone online who's saying you should be in a relationship? So I think you just have to remember that we are all on our own paths and the path we're on is exactly where we need to be, even if we can't quite see why or even if we don't know where the path is going. To some sense, we need to trust it and we need to trust that by pouring energy and love into ourselves, we're going to stay the path we're meant to be on the next thing i want to say on this is that like with so many things the grass is going to be greener where you are if you water it so if you are in a relationship enjoy the magic of that relationship lean into it and soak it up obviously provided it's a happy and healthy relationship this is only if you want to be in the relationship but provided you do soak it up lean into it enjoy it and equally if you're single in your 20s try and lean into the independence which comes with that and the chance you have to get to know yourself and to better explore yourself and to focus on yourself and self-love. And I know it's so easy to say, but try not to compare yourself. Genuinely, no relationship is perfect and you never really know what's going on with people or what's going on with their relationships behind closed doors. So don't trick yourself into going on Instagram and thinking that everyone else is thriving in their relationships whilst you are two steps behind. Everyone has things going on. You are absolutely not alone in whatever you're going through. So please don't feel isolated. I promise you there are people who can relate. And as I say, you're not alone. I also think that, and I'm not sure how eloquently I'm going to be able to vocalise this, but let's have a go. I think that sometimes society makes us think, that the only way we can access love or the only way we can receive love is in terms of romantic love and romantic relationships. But I personally think that's quite a narrow-minded way of thinking and it closes us off from so many other wonderful types and sources of love and relationships. And there's absolutely no denying that romantic love and romantic relationships are unique. In some ways. And I definitely don't think that they're replaceable or substitutable. Is that a word? I don't know. I quite like it, substitutable. So let's go with it. I guess what I'm trying to say is open yourself up to other types of love and other types of relationships beyond romantic relationships, especially if you feel lonely. Lean into friendship, connect with family if that's something that's available to you. Find a sense of community, whether that's like a yoga community or literally whatever, just don't pin everything on romantic relationships. I'm pretty sure my sister once told me something, which I'm about to probably butcher. And maybe I dreamt this. I don't even know if it's true. So I need to check this with her. But basically, she studied classics at university. And I think I remember her telling me that there are different words for love in... Latin or Greek or whatever. And the different words for love represent different types of love. So open yourself up to those other types of love. I'm going to find out what they are. I'll report back next week. Hold me to that. But open up to these other types of love, soak them in and don't close yourself off to other types of love and just focus on romantic love. That leads us nicely onto the next thing I want to talk about, which is family. And to be honest I shy away from talking about family on the podcast because I think when it comes to family everyone's situation is so unbelievably unique and I've only ever been in one family as far as I'm aware. What do I mean as far as I'm aware? I know I've only ever been in one family. I have baby photos of me with my family. The point is I sometimes worry that my perspective well I mean my perspective is too limited to comment on family dynamics or or complexities more broadly, and I'm definitely not qualified to do so. But one thing I do find really interesting, which I do want to talk about, is how your relationship with your family kind of changes and evolves when you're in your 20s, and you become increasingly independent, but equally you're still figuring life out. And you might still rely on your family in some ways, whether that is your immediate family, your broader family, friends who you've known forever, who kind of become your family. Whoever it is, whoever you classify as family, because it's different for all of us, it's this weird dynamic where you're becoming a little bit more independent from them in your 20s, but then equally, you still need them in some ways. And this looks different for everyone, but something I have spoken to a lot of friends about is the kind of split mindset between, number one, I'm craving independence, and in some ways, I'm kind of like breaking away from my family and doing a bit more life- by myself and stepping onto my own path and number two I still really need your guidance and your help and your support because adulting is so freaking hard and contrary to what we're told when we're younger you don't magically figure it out when you turn 21 or I guess whatever age you think you become a quote-unquote adult and it's funny well at least I think it is but I feel like I'm kind of at the stage where for me personally there are some significant life decisions which I take by myself and I don't consult family because I don't know I'm just kind of like it's my life and I don't need your input but then equally there are some things which I very very unnecessarily run by my family my mom or my dad just because I feel like I need someone responsible to kind of approve the decision even though I'm 24 and i can improve my own decision so random things like booking a flight i'll sometimes send my mom flights i'm thinking about booking and say how does this look to you and she's kind of like, um, yeah, looks great. But you know that feeling where you just kind of need an adult to confirm that you're not being scammed or you haven't got the dates wrong or you're not booking for 2025, even though I don't think you can book for 2025 and 2024. Oh wait, that's a lie, you can't. Oh my goodness. For some reason I still thought it was 2023. The point is, I feel like sometimes I make decisions independently. And sometimes I'm like, wait, no, I need someone responsible to input. But then you kind of realise you're at the age where you're meant to be responsible. And I think it just speaks to the broader dynamic of being in your 20s, where sometimes you feel so confident about adulthood, and you're like, wow, okay, maybe I've got this. And then sometimes you're like, wait, I was just a little girl. Why is that all this responsibility on me? Because five minutes ago, I was a kid and I still kind of am a kid. So if you feel like that, if you resonate with that, you are not alone. It's totally normal. I also personally never want to lose the kid inside of me. I always want to maintain that kind of more playful and I think in some ways more intuitive energy and nurture it because life can get so intense and so serious and so heavy in some ways that I think it's healthy to also try and have fun with yourself where you can and find joy in the lighter moments where they present themselves and create the bliss. And I say create because we have the power to create the bliss people. So that is what we need to do when we can. Okay, next thing we're going to talk about is friendship. So I think that friendship in your 20s is way more complicated than people acknowledge, and not necessarily in a bad way, but in a way that really makes sense when you actually stop to think about it. Because there are some friends that you will have made earlier on in life, maybe at school, university, through family, whatever it is. And because as humans, we are constantly growing and evolving, naturally, neither of you are going to be the same people you were when you initially connected and became friends. And in some cases, maybe you've grown in a way that has strengthened your bond and you connect deeper than you initially did. But in other cases, you might evolve in a way which puts a little bit more distance between you and certain friends or create some kind of disconnect. Again, not necessarily in a bad way, but just in a different way and then there are also those friendships which you make later on in life you make in your 20s and those are also interesting because you're like okay so this person knows the current version of me but wow there is so much that came before this that you are totally oblivious to in a refreshing way but also a disorienting way because it's almost as if someone has none of the context which help explain who you are today So all of that to say, if you ever get confused about friendships at this age or you're navigating friendship complexities, I think that's normal and you're not alone. And that kind of leads on to the next point I want to talk about, which is that we judge ourselves so much when it comes to friendship. And I think we internalize and we blame ourselves for certain things really unfairly. And by this, I don't mean that we're never... At fault when it comes to friendships. Of course, there are some instances in which friendship dynamics are going to shift. And maybe it's because we're neglecting friendships or we're not pouring enough energy into them. So I don't know, maybe you got caught up in that funny thing called life and you made a friend feel like they weren't a priority. So I do think that when we experience friendship shifts, it's good to kind of take a second and check in with yourself and reflect on what's going on. Basically, make sure you are putting energy into the relationships you value and you're not neglecting any friendships that actually you do really value. But equally, if you reflect and you think, okay, I know deep down that the amount of effort I'm putting into the relationships in my life feels right to me and it's authentic to me. Then you cannot blame yourself for shifts or dynamics which take place with other people because friendship evolution is a totally natural part of life. So if you grow apart from someone, don't jump to the assumption that you've done something wrong or you're a bad friend or that person doesn't like you anymore because they might just have stuff going on in their life or they might have changed or. I don't know. They might be in a new relationship or whatever. Whatever it is, it's not necessarily a reflection of you. So you really can't internalize it and judge yourself for it as hard as it as hard as it is. And I also think that lots of people judge themselves based off the number of friends they have, but I just think there are so many factors which go into the number of friends you have over and above how likable you are or how much of a good friend you are or how much of a good person you are. I think it depends on things like literally where you live and how many people your age are there, whether you move around a lot, whether you went to university, so many circumstantial things. And then it also depends on who you are as a person and what you want from a friendship. For example, some people would rather have tons of friends who they have fun with, but they don't necessarily feel the need to connect with their friends in a super deep way. Whereas other people really look for that deep connection with people and kind of want to take it a step further. And equally, some people are so confident and so, you know, they're willing to walk up to people and just be like, hey, do you want to be friends? (laughs) Hopefully more eloquently than I just put it. I think people would run away from me if I did that. Whereas other people are more reserved. So it's going to be harder for them to make that initial connection with people. Also, the number of friends that someone has doesn't reflect the quality of the relationship. So there might be someone who has a 1000 friends, but feels really lonely because they don't feel like there's a single one of their friends who they can open up to and be totally honest with. So the takeaway here, because you're probably wondering what the takeaway here is, is try not to judge yourself based on the status of your friendships. Pour energy into the people who make you feel good and don't settle because you are worth way too much and you deserve people who light you up and cheer you on. And if someone drifts from you or if someone changes or evolves in a way that means you connect with them slightly less do not judge yourself do not blame yourself just trust that friendships ebb and flow and the people who are meant for you will be in your life I have so many more things to say when it comes to friendship so we're going to keep talking about this topic kind of sporadically in episodes to come but for now we will wrap up there I hope you've enjoyed this episode as ever if you have thoughts I would genuinely love to hear them nothing makes me happier than getting a message from someone being like hey here's what I thought on this topic even if you disagree let me know I genuinely find it so interesting it is at wonderfully Zoe on tiktok or instagram and it is www.unfreeze.com also zoe is spelled z-o-e But at the coffee shop I go to, they spell it Z-O-E-Y. And they asked me if that was right the other day. And for some strange reason, I panicked and said yes, which isn't very like me. Usually I'd be like, no, but don't worry. But I was like, yeah. And then I was like, why did I just tell them I spelt my name with a Y? Kind of rogue for me, but oh well, it's done now. So now I kind of have to pretend I'm Zoe with a Y when I go to this coffee shop. But it's fine. We can do that. I'm channeling Zoe 101 vibes. Okay, I will stop talking now. Have the best week and I adore you all.